Welcome to Retail Nightmares. Da 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 da. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm Jessica. I'm Alicia. And I'm Sarah. Hey, Sarah. Hi. Are we on a last name basis? Sure. I'm Sarah accordingly. Oh, that's a nice last name. It's all right. She's a nice lady. <laughs> sure is. Thanks so much for doing the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited. <laughs> I'm excited. I think you're the it's first to meet new people. The first person to be on the podcast who's also a fan of the podcast so this is exciting i wonder also am i the first person to be on the podcast that like asked to be on the pot like i feel like you probably approached most of the other people but i was like please can i come on the podcast <laughs> but it was also like oh yeah good idea because because i was like hello i'm perfect for this podcast well yeah i always forget because you have you have many jobs i have two jobs yeah well and then you also well, play music yes so I always forget about your customer service job. Yes. Which, to be fair, I've never done like straight retail. And we, it, can, and we definitely include, sorry for interrupting, that will happen a lot. No, no, uh, that's okay. I feel like... Um, we want to hear from people that have worked in service almost exclusively. It's just we don't have the same experience. I am fascinated by what But I think there's a whole on. different challenge with retail that's like I can never understand. Like I wait for the beeline over on Granville Street across from the chapters and I every morning I watch the guy in the like electronics area and he just does laps around the like headphone stand and all the Kindles I would lose it I could not do that like he just must be making up this whole thing in his mind like I just (laughs) get wild yeah totally (laughs) we all spend a bit of time on that but there's probably he probably has the personality that is made for that job Maybe. He does look like he's losing it, though. Oh, I okay. kind of feel weird just to talk about Chapters because the biggest bookstore in the city closed uh, on Robson Street, Chapters. So, so that shows you where we're going uh, culturally. Um, they couldn't just survive on selling candles anymore. <laughs> and blankets. Yeah. And now they're I, I saw, did buy a blanket there once. There's, was it really soft? And yeah, it's like fake fur. And I'd seen a very expensive fake fur one uh, at a store that I liked. And uh, their 1999 version, I thought I would love. But it's always going to be a 1999 <laughs> version to me. Because I have a weird raccoon squirrel. Like the nicest thing is the thing that my brain wants and wants only that. And I'll do without until I get it, which is eternity. <laughs> Um, I'm just thinking about squirrels, right? <laughs> yeah. They are listed as one of the smartest animals. Uh, squirrel update. I was going to wait for Puppo of the Week for this, but the squirrels outside my apartment are, like, stepping up their friendship game. Jay has started feeding. <laughs> Amazing. From his hand? Uh, no, he put out dried cranberries, and then the squirrel came up onto the balcony and started eating them. And he's been sending me photos of it all day today, and it's really wow. cute. But there's then I, a squirrel thing happening out at UBC right now, where oh, really? um, there's like a lot of things closed off for construction. So there's this whole sort of field that's fenced off completely with a chain link fence, and there's not really much happening inside. It's just like trees and grass. And the squirrels are like, I live here. You can't come in, but you can throw your apple cores and banana peels over. And they are looking like they're just strolling. No one's Whoa. in a hurry. They're looking kind of chubby. It's pretty adorable. We should do a retail nightmares field trip. Yeah. To that enclosure. I want to see that. Actually, it's my birthday on Monday, and I was thinking of biking out to UBC to go to Natobi Gardens. It's your birthday on Monday? Yeah. August 24th? Yeah. It's also my birthday. What? And also my father's birthday. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> Happy birthdays. Wow. I knew there was a reason why I liked you. <laughs> Do, is that a Virgo twins. or a Leo? Virgo. But just okay. barely. Yeah. yeah. Just on the cusp. Yeah. So we're also kind of bossy too. No kidding. <laughs> okay. So you play music? Yes. In a band? Uh, I do, yeah. What's the name of your band? Um, Well, I am playing tonight in a band called Channels 3 and 4, which is a silly synth punk band that I've been in for just over a decade. Oh my gosh. Uh, But we don't play very often. You're the Uh, front woman. I'm the front woman. Cool. Uh, And I yell a lot, and it's like pretty fun and pretty cathartic, so I like to do it from time to time. But we have trouble interpersonally uh if 
in high pressure situations. So we don't do a lot of touring or recording um, anymore. But do you guys get a lot of community diarrhea? <laughs> I don't know what that is. Like you guys all get upset and then you all have to have diarrhea at the same time. But there's just one toilet. Wow. Because that probably happens when you're on tour. There's oh, just one probably. toilet. I don't recall a probably. Lot of- diarrhea being involved but there's a lot of being upset <laughs> like verbal diarrhea that could be part of the it same, maybe because that means that the poo's coming out of your mouth <laughs> Ew. Uh, i don't know Sorry, if that's what that it's means usually it's around the five minute in. mark that this happens <laughs> we haven't talked about poo yet <laughs> yeah oh my god <laughs> it's toilet talk uh that's that's never happened to me on tour where everyone what com- what communal diet what did you call on by anxiety it's uh, really almost the only time it happens for me. I don't. I don't suffer from an anxiety-related diarrhea. Do you want me to show you how? <laughs> um, I had a ben, I did have a bandmate who, before every show, would just be on the verge of shitting his pants. He was so nervous. Um, a lot of comics never barf ended. before they perform. Really? Yeah. It's like really intense. Not a lot, but I know of a couple of really good comics that do it. For sure, like they still get nervous. And if I walk into like a really big record store, it's like a new record store, and like I feel a lot of pressure to look through all of it because I, if I don't look through every single record, I will miss that one miss record the that I want, yeah. and I like immediately have to pee or <laughs> poo or both, like just like overwhelmingly <laughs> or surprise, like I can't look at the oh, records. We I need call to that find the, the bathroom. three of swords. <laughs> I think that's in the the tarot deck. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what that is. Uh, that's le- what that means when le- you get that card. <laughs> it's like oh, <laughs> the next the time you're looking for way. something important like a record you love, three of swords. I'm the I'm the same way with like you need to look at everything, even though you haven't found anything good, and you're 75 percent of the way through. It's so frustrating. Yeah. Well, then the pressure is even more on like you're that much. You're like within 25% of the record that you're going to find. It's, I just buy them online. <laughs> it's because we're both born on August 24th. Yeah. That we both feel that way. I think it's the day of astute examination. Whoa. Really? Mm-hmm. It's also the day that Mount Vesuvius erupted. Oh no, really? Yeah. I love Vesuvius. My favorite number is 24. Oh. And good. I was born on August 4th. So that has nothing to do with you guys. Mm, it has kind of a lot to do with us, I think. Yeah, I feel like it's tied right in. Also, though, what is a calendar? I would like to make this noise, the noise that I just made after finishing the white wine spritzer that Jessica made me. (laughs) (laughs) I like when you make that noise. I don't really know what it means, but I like it. It kind of makes me want one. I I don't want one. I, I used only to have a history tequila, professor that would drink his coffee and then make delicious. that noise every day because it made me laugh. Wow. <laughs> I would Just laugh for every you? time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he probably did it once and he's like, look at this idiot. <laughs> it's hilarious. And did it every day and I took like four classes with him. You, when you were doing that, I started like salivating uncontrollably and then I had to do it. <laughs> you guys, I'm not going to do it. You don't have to. It's weird. If you don't do it, the podcast doesn't happen this week. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't it feel great Thank and God. funny? Uh, is that a picture of Pleppo? It could be, actually. That's an old Japanese print. I got that. It's a little postcard. It's very nice. That I got at the British Museum, I think, or maybe the Tate, somewhere in London. Never heard of it. Anyway, Sarah, um, do you want to tell us a retail nightmare? Uh, I do. Okay. Yes. Um, you can tell us a string of retail nightmares. You can tell just one. Don't get me started. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, I've worked at many, many restaurants. I've worked at seven or eight pizza restaurants specifically. Wow. Oh, wow. Basically, I was a pizza princess. Um, <laughs> and then, so, yeah, moved on to serving. And I have served at a diner for the last 10 years. And um, I've had a lot of nightmares there. Uh, it's a downtown place on Granville Street and I worked there during the Olympics. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, no. which is like a piece of my soul that I will never have back. And <laughs> uh definitely had uh, at least a permanent personality disorder stemming from it. it <laughs> may still be kicking around. I don't feel like I can judge as well now. But um uh yeah so I, I brought actually a little um review that I'm gonna read uh from a customer. Uh, whose name was uh, Johnny Zachariah. Oh. And uh, Johnny Zachariah, I think I'd been in the diner once or twice. He was like a little bit of a socially awkward, kind of a short dude. And he um, 
he phoned the diner once and um, ordered fish and chips. And it's a um, very busy diner and it's a very small staff. Uh, I used to work four of the evenings and it was just uh, one server and one cook and it was almost always full. Um, so it's pretty crazy. Uh, so the cook took his order for fish and chips um, and he arrived at the diner and um, sat himself down at the bar, which, you know, please wait to be seated. There's a <laughs> sign. Um, and uh, so I asked him to just wait at the front and that I had some people waiting and I was going to clean those seats up and seat the people. And then we try to get him in. Uh, and then he told me that he had already ordered and I was very confused because who did, I don't know, like, what do you mean he ordered? So apparently he was not phoning to order takeout. He was phoning to like pre-order dine-in <laughs> food, what? which I'm not familiar with that as a cool technique. Thing that that's a sneaky do. little way to get to the front of the line. I guess so. And I will try it. I wasn't even like, <laughs> you definitely can't sit here. I was just like, you need to wait behind the people that were here first and we'll figure it out. Uh, and he was immediately outraged in a very dramatic way where he like stood up and was taken aback and was looking around at his fellow customers like do you believe this lady and they were all kind of like what's this guy up to um uh, and so he wrote to me the following review um this is on yelp yeah this is on yelp and this was um amazing just our first Christmas. yelp review yeah. Amazing. Uh, it's longy though. Get ready. I'm excited. Uh, so th this was in 2011. This was a while ago. But uh, so all caps, very bad experience <laughs> with crazy stuff. I was a customer and have given them my business several times. I spent over $100 there. However, last time I was attacked by a very hostile waitress who is suffering from an inferiority complex. I called ahead of time and ordered fish and chips. She even gave me directions. Just weird that he needed directions when he'd been there several times. Yeah. Uh, but I'm guessing Paris, the cook. directions on how to eat the fish and chips. <laughs> yeah, he got it wrong, I think. Maybe uh, try ketchup. Yeah. Uh, but when I arrived, <laughs> she remembered me from the last time I was there when I asked her to please clean my table. I guess that set her off. <laughs> when she saw me, she said, your order is canceled, but I can have it to go. Many of us were shocked. <laughs> I told her that I would contact the owner. Then she told me to leave. Her anger became evil, and many of us <laughs> were frightened of her. Later, I tried to call the manager, but she answered and had me talk to some man who was stoned and wanted to give me a massage. That is true. Um, <laughs> That is true, but that was actually the owner, one of the owners. Um, he did offer a massage. He probably was stoned. Uh, and But that was after uh, Johnny Zachariah phoning the diner every five minutes for like four hours Whoa. and me trying to explain to him, I am the manager. There is not anyone else here. So stop phoning, please. And um, finally, the owner came in and... Uh, that was his suggestion. Uh, actually, but the best part, I think this is a typo because otherwise it'd be a little weird, but it said, uh, she had me talk to a man who was stoned and wanted to give me a massage again. <laughs> um, but I think it might have been linked to the next sentence, which is, she acted with malice instead of allowing me to speak to the manager. Kind of makes one's hair stand up, doesn't it? Uh, okay, here's the best part, which I actually forgot until I was thinking about coming on this show, and I was like, I'm going to read Johnny Zachariah. Uh, and I got to the last paragraph and remembered all this stuff that I had blocked out of my mind. Uh, I did not take her attack sitting down. I made a website, <laughs> which will be done after I enjoy the holidays, which will document the witch hunt I was suffered. Wow. Keep away from this dark and haunted temple. Wow. Yeah, Whoa. he made that website. And then I had to phone him. Well, my boss said that he said he would stop bothering us if I apologized. Uh, and she said that I didn't have to do it, but... Um, it kind of seemed like the easy option. So on Christmas Day, <laughs> I phoned that wonderful man. Wow. And I told him that I was sorry. <laughs> and he told me that he forgave me. And that, <laughs> p 
Aleppo would be looking down on me. Oh, I don't know. He got a little religious on me. Really? Um, and uh, yeah, and that was the other little chunk of my soul. That, wow. Yeah. It was a Christmas miracle. Mm-hmm. I love that you waited until Christmas. That's- well, it happened right before Christmas. Okay. And then all it was all like kind of blown up. He was emailing, like oh, phoning. Oh, after like, the there holidays, was all- he was going to make the website. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So he had made the website. There was like a placeholder that was like coming soon. Like the How little- bad the diner is. Under construction, like guy <laughs> yeah, with a shovel. Like a, yeah, <laughs> nice. When he kept mentioning many, he meant all of the puppets that he had lined up in his <laughs> coat. And when he opened his coat, they were yeah. all super, super scared of he you. But like, then he would we close are his all coat outraged. and they would feel a little bit safer. <laughs> like all his imaginary friends. Well, I read his other Yelp reviews, and there was like a series of medical clinics of some sort and that he had given similar reviews to the like front desk staff just like how horrible they were and they hated him so much the second they saw him coming in I was like yeah dude cause you're it's because he dropped off a stool sample without even having a request (laughs) Mm -hmm. without an appointment yeah Yeah, he's like it's ready (laughs) no no container yeah here's this one for my butt and then there's the diary of the mouth one oh here you go yeah and the puppets are very scared Wow. I wonder if he he really thinks people are evil. He must believe well, if it, he's, right? Well, if he is really into religion, then he must believe in like pure good and pure evil. And yeah. You, so you he, know what side I'm on. He brought you over to the, the good side. I guess so. Didn't feel that way. He converted you. Felt like he was dragging me down into his crazy hell. Hell pit. You reminded me, I have a Yelp review written about me where someone says that I was stoned. <laughs> because I was eating at work. Munchies. Yeah, I must have been stoned. stoned. But you have to eat at your job. You can't take a there, break. I have no break. I'm at work for seven hours straight, and I'm the only person there. So there have been a few times where I've accidentally combined my allergy pills with cold medicine, and that <laughs> it's like a double dose of some of the same things. And it you makes kind of you, look stoned just talking about that. I'm just <laughs> remembering it. It it makes you feel like you're underwater, and everyone talking to you seems really far away, like they're in another room. Was were you on it. on the cold meds and the allergy meds this day that the Yelp <laughs> review appeared? No, I was just eating a popsicle because it was the middle of summer, and that's something. It was really hot. Understandable. Yeah. I love popsicles; they're my favorite snack. So, anyways, what was wrong? What did you do wrong? Nothing. Oh. I don't think I did anything wrong, but these people were saying that I was clearly stoned because I couldn't stop eating. And it's I, a popsicle. You can't, you can't stop you eating. Yeah. You cannot just put it down. The only other option is just throw it away. Like, But the weird thing, it was a new customer. They were just setting up an account that day, and then they immediately went and wrote the Yelp review. <laughs> and so empowering. So I figured out who it was based on their screen name, and then I went to their account, and I wrote a note on their account that said, like, they gave us a zero star or one star. I think that's the lowest you can go review. But they still keep coming back sometimes. And I'm so confused because they seem like a normal person, but they felt the need to just talk about how stoned I was. Hmm. But you're not stoned at all, which is so awful. <laughs> I mean, if you I were w- like, hi, yes, that's cool. I wish I was stoned. I wish I was stoned all the time, but I have no tolerance for marijuana. Get yeah. all crazy. Uh, I got suspended from high school for smoking weed, guys. <gasps> that was... The worst How'd you get thing. caught? It was a private school and I was wearing Ooh. my school uniform and I was <laughs> behind a gas station at right. lunch smoking weed and I, someone called the school and was, was just very tiny, ratted us out. But it was a bunch of us. I mean, we all did it because what, what you did at lunch. What else do you do in high school when you're allowed to go off campus? But I turned my life around, <laughs> stopped smoking weed. It was funny because I was 15 at the time and I think I had smoked weed maybe 10 times and then it was like you have a problem like it was an episode of degrassi it was like a drug like it was like a hard drug yeah and i was an addict yeah (laughs) i think i smoked weed for the first time in the september and then by the november it was like never again like i had gone through the highest highs and the lowest lows (laughs) and i was suspended and then i i think i got most improved student at the end of the term (laughs) 
I also got a most improved student scholarship when I graduated from high school. Whoa. And also like almost all of my pot smoking happened in grade nine. Yeah. And I was not good at it and I got in trouble. My parents found out. I can't even wrap my head around how my parents did not know when I was a youth. Maybe they did. They just like chose their like, ugh, children. I think it's a pretty tame thing. Guess so. Like most of the time, if you're smoking weed and you're a kid, all you're going to do is just watch a movie and fall asleep on the couch. You're not going to go out and get anyone pregnant. I tried. (laughs) Didn't work. She's too high. She's like, the woman can get Uh, another woman uh, pregnant. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Do you have a retail nightmare, Lisa? Two noises together. I'm trying to think. I've had. uh, I left a nasty Yelp review. Really? Once. So. Was it like really nasty? No. (laughs) It was really terrible service. Uh, It's still on Yelp. I do think I might consider taking it down. It was when Yelp was new and I didn't realize it was like such an awful thing. And there's a tea shop in town that shall rename, remain Relame. <laughs> relame Mainless. <laughs> yeah, Relame Mainless. Um, and like it was just such a weird place. And my friend Sarah, who's going to be a guest, uh, would go there to work because she worked from home. Uh, and sometimes she's like, oh, I'll just go get a cup of tea. And one day she was opening, like she said, every time she went in there, they were really weird with her. And one day she's like, oh, I'll just open this mint. And they're like, you can't open that mint in here. What? That's outside food. And then the, the manager, the owner came over and said something like, you can't open it near an open flame. You could cause a fire. Oh, she was doing uh, work with paper. What? Yeah. So it just went on and on. And wait, why was there an open flame? There was like they just candle? had like little candles on the table. Okay. And it's true though. Vancouver Coastal Health Authority would not approve of that mint. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so it just, they seemed like they really had singled her out. And then we went in one day and it was just terrible service. And I was like, I think I'm going to write something. This is gone. And so I wrote it, and it's like it's fairly uh, thoughtful. And then I went back to read it after I posted, it, and there's a fucking typo in it. Like, what kind of a turd doesn't spell check? <laughs> this kind of a turd. We're feeling so passionate that it just. And you know what? Like sometimes I want to be the person that says something about somebody online or does whatever, but that's just like that's not okay. I find that I get the urge, and then I forget about it, and sometimes. Just having the feeling like, yeah, I'm going to write on Yelp. That's all you need. You don't actually have to write it. It's the same idea behind, like, if you're mad at someone, just write a letter and then don't send it. And I accidentally it. sent one to a friend once because like, I didn't realize it. like it's a, one of the worst things I've whoops. ever done. No, because I was stupid. I did it in Yahoo Mail. Oh, no. And uh, it was just like. It was so stupid and I was so angry about something and then it passed and then I didn't just sat in my draft for like six months and I was talking to my dad on the phone and going through my drafts and erasing them and accidentally pressed send. Oh no. And if you're listening to this podcast, you know who you are and And you're very happy that you are still my friend. Oh, that's good. I think I missed the part in uh, therapy when she's like, do it on a piece of paper, then rip it up. I'm like, I'll just do it in my drafts. <laughs> Send it directly to them. Yeah, like just not the I w- guess it wouldn't have been as therapeutic if you didn't actually type their email address into the like two <laughs> yeah. fields. I think, in, I think, oh my God, I'm such an idiot. Such an asshole. I do it all in sticky notes on my dashboard on my computer. My number one use program. You can make them all different colors. It's really pretty. <laughs> and you can never accidentally send those to somebody. Should I Should I do a retail nightmare? Are we going to do a one? I'm stumped this time. I have another one. I See, I'm like the opposite of all your guests in so many ways because I just like interrupt you guys all no, the time. No, that's great. Instead of you guys interrupting. And also I just like force you to have me here. No, I love um, it. So uh, it was actually inspired by the most recent episode of Retail Nightmares where Beta was talking about a moment where she ducked behind the counter and had a little cry <laughs> silent, for a minute, which is cry. had a lot of cries at work. I am what you might call a pretty princess. And I <laughs> thought you were a pizza very princess. Sensitive. I'm all kinds of princesses. Um, I'm very sensitive. And uh, once I start crying, I don't super stop crying anytime soon. <laughs> yeah. So that can be hard at work. Um, 
uh, once during the Olympics, um, <gasps> we had a thing called Autograt. Yes. So it's an automatic gratuity. Oh, okay. Oh. Um, so we were like wildly overrun by so people. This is at the diner. Yeah. This is at the diner. Okay. Overrun by people wearing like big fuzzy hats that are the color of a country's flag and capes made out of flags and face paint of a flag type theme. Uh, there would be like every few minutes someone would open the front door and like blow an air horn or one of those long plastic trumpets in the door. Um, I like couldn't close the restaurant. It would be like 1am and just totally full. And like, it was just me and a dishwasher and a cook. I literally did not have control of the restaurant. Wow. That's the biggest nightmare. Crazy. Yeah. We were short staff. So we just like had longer shifts because it's only two weeks. You can't really hire someone. Mm -hmm. Uh, for two weeks. Um, so, uh, so we're doing automatic gratuity, 18% on every bell. Wow. Made it kind of worthwhile in the end. Um, and then, um, this lady who's just a local lady, no face paint, no fuzzy hat. Um, (laughs) and she ordered a martini and I was shaking it up and I had, uh, chilled the glass because I'm a proper bartender (laughs) and I, dumped the ice and water out of the martini glass into the sink, which is across a short aisle from the bar, which is about a foot and a half across, and a drop of water splashed out of the sink and went onto the lady's face around her cheek or nose area. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, So she wiped it off of there, and she was displeased. Uh, And I was really sorry, multiple times, verbally, sincerely very sorry. And then when they were leaving, uh, she was not happy with the fact that she was still forced to tip me despite my getting water. One drop of her. water. <laughs> yeah. It was like maybe a big drop, but it, it was a drop. It flew through the air. Um, and uh, so I was like kind of flustered. The autograt thing was really complicated to ring in and I like didn't really know how to take it off they had had just like grilled cheese sandwiches it wasn't a huge bill I was like you know what don't worry about it Mm -hmm. I will just buy it it's fine and uh she was like well no well I just want to like I just don't want to have to tip you because like you're forcing me to and her husband's like super embarrassed and like everyone in the restaurant is just watching and I'm like sweating and like everyone's waiting for something like 35 people are all like staring at me waiting for something and um I don't even remember what I did in the end but I definitely started crying and um at which point a lady at a, the front booth right near the cash register felt really bad and she started crying because oh. uh, I guess she had some retail experience. The Olympics right. started crying. an emotional time. Um, at which point her husband, who was this like very tall, very large black man, stood up and came and hugged me oh. and held me in his arms, which like if you've ever been like trying to not cry and then that someone just hugs makes you, you like it more. was like, Bleh. oh my God, you're like crying <laughs> just thinking about this. Um, so are you. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm still a little bit. Um, so I like went out back and I was like, okay, Sarah, get yourself together. Like this is not anywhere close to over. This was like 7 p.m. I'd started oh, at four, but I was going until like two or three or something. Yikes. So like kind of got it back together, but like just went back inside and literally served for like an hour, just crying, like tears running down my face. Can I get you anything else? <laughs> like it was just like, I don't know what else they could do though. It was like yeah. the f- a full restaurant. It was. Yeah. And you're the only you can't server. stop. I couldn't stop. Wow. It was a wild ride. I one time went into the restaurant that you work at. You were not working. Uh, but it was late at night. I think it was after a movie or a show downtown and I just stopped in and got a drink. I think there was another table there who were being dicks and I wanted to give a nice tip because when I see people being jerks, I want to make up for that person's night, like the person working. So I tried to do an 80% tip, but I accidentally tipped $80. Uh, <laughs> Fuck. And a pretty strong drink. So I was like, you know what? Just keep it. But the the server was like, no, I'm not going to let you tip me $80. 
so she had to reverse the whole thing. Just and then- keep it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a I, pretty and I strong like, drink. You know what? I just won't go out for the next year. Like, <laughs> I'm just going to blow the budget on you feeling a little bit better, <laughs> sweetheart. So there, at least there's people <laughs> who are the on the opposite You're spectrum. Like, I swear customers aren't all that bad. <laughs> Some of us are okay. <laughs> I'm like, I make that much in a day. <laughs> <laughs> That's really tough when someone is being terrible and they're with a person who recognizes how terrible they're being. Uh, that's sort of what my retail nightmare is about this week. <laughs> it happened this week, actually. Fresh. This is not from the vault. I worked on Sunday this week, which I don't normally do, but I wanted to get my birthday off. So I was like, I'll work six days in a row to get the my birthday off next week. And so I decided I would do the late list on Sunday to get it out of the way. And if you're not familiar with a little process called the late list, it's if you rent a movie and you keep it out and it's more than three days late, then you get a phone call. Just oh, no. A friendly reminder to let you know, like, hey, you know, you're paying a dollar or two dollars a day on this late. And it's as much a friendly, like, hey, I want you to save money if to return this sooner and then you won't have to pay that much. But a lot of people get really mad, so much so that I used to have anxiety over doing the list, and I would just, on the days that I knew I had to do it, I would, like, not want to go to work. And But I've gotten over it a bit, but then terrible experiences like this happen. <laughs> so I phoned this man who's been a customer for years, and he's not quite a, a perfect customer. He's always very loud and just talks over you and doesn't really listen to what you say and you just sort of have to endure him and then he's gone but it's all right uh but i found to tell him that he had a couple movies that were late and he just started screaming and yelling at me and swearing and so much so that i had to ask him could you please stop swearing at me what was like what was he saying it was just like a string he was like you fuckers are trying to bleed me dry you oh boy yeah it was insane and there was a woman in the store waiting for me to serve her and she could not believe my side of the conversation because i was like could you please could you please be quiet and stop yelling and then i was like you don't have to come back here if you don't want because he was all of a sudden expressing all this anger at us that i had never knew he had in him uh and i was it sort of ruined my day and i was like well i wasn't even supposed to work today (laughs) but uh, there's a, a happy ending to this retail nightmare, if you can believe it. The man sent his son in to return the movies, and it was James Franco. No, that's not <laughs> I was just like, and we got married. The end. <laughs> Sorry, Jay. No, that's not true. All this week. Wow. All this week. Yeah. Uh, big news. No, he sent his son in, and the son returned it and wanted to rent another movie, and he was on the same account. And I had to inform the son that that account was no longer active because the man had screamed at me to take him out of the computer and to delete him and all that. And I was like, you know, your dad swore at me a lot and yelled at me. And the son was not surprised at all, so I guess he has to deal with his dad being like that often. Yeah, he's probably been sworn at by his dad so much. I know, and I felt bad for him. Uh, and he was really sweet. Wait, was he handsome? He was younger than me, so I just not even Disregard. an issue. Yeah. Also, <laughs> I love my boyfriend very much. <laughs> and I do not look handsome. at other people ever in that way. No, he was, he sort of looked just like the dad, so it kind of freaked me out a little bit. Um, but he was really sweet, and when he before he left, he came up to me and apologized on behalf of his father, and he was like, I'm really sorry about that. Uh, he told me a completely different story, and I believe your, your version of the story. And I was like, thanks, it's son. It's just that resolution. Yeah, it, that has never happened before. It's always just prolonged agony. So at least that guy didn't raise a total douchebag like himself. <laughs> Well, this has jogged a few memories. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it always up. takes it. It helps when I hear everyone's stories. Like, there's so many years, there's so many weird things. I'm like, which story fits this? And I've had people complain about me. This is way worse than the story I was going to tell. What kind, you mostly work at like clothing retail. Yeah, places? mostly clothing. Yeah. I uh, went to high school with somebody, and I later on in Montreal became her roommate. 
she became my roommate and I knew at that point, like it wasn't a friendship that was meant to last. We, I had a party and a friend of mine came to the party and she insulted her, her and her brother, who was a stand-up comedian, uh, just made fun of this woman for being an environmentalist and being a vegetarian. I was like, oh, fuck, this is bad. Yikes. And uh, they had like, of course, everyone has their own story and they had a weird, difficult childhood and they recently lost somebody. But there was this real kind of single white female component to our roommate thing, which has happened a few times to me. Me too. Yeah. So I, um, when I left Montreal for Vancouver, there were some great things that happened. Like I was able to kind of recreate my social group and like start fresh. And over the years, I've made lots of great friends and I was just, just moved here. And that had not happened yet. I did not have any friends. And I was like dating like one person that I dated for about three, the first three years I was here, I really didn't make a lot of friends in part because I started dating someone really early on. But I got a call from Montreal. She's like, I'm moving to Vancouver. Can I stay with you? And I'm like, ah, for like maybe a week or two, I guess. Sure. Come stay with me. So your roommate ship in Montreal had ended weirdly? <clears throat> yeah. And like, she- what? I want details. Well, I gave up the apartment and I've done this more than once. I gave up the apartment instead of having the conflict of ending the roommate yeah. situation. And I was like, oh, good. Like, I never have to see this person again. But that wasn't true because she asked if she could stay. And so I asked my roommate, Shane, if that was okay. He's like, yeah, no problem. Sounds great. And I was like, she's kind of hard to get along with. He's like, no way. And uh, she came to live with us. I'm Shane. I get along with everybody. (laughs) Mr. Positive. He is Mr. Positive. So she came to stay. And right away, my boyfriend's like, something's really wrong with her. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Uh, But Shane's like, she's amazing. She's so much fun. But also people who turn out to be... Like the single white female types at first seem... They are super fun. They're super fun at first. And yeah. they also sometimes craft their personalities to like compliment you yours yeah. or to be just to say what you want to hear. Yeah, Chameleons. like a sociopath or a psychopath yeah. will mimic. Yeah, exactly. To get through. I've read books about it. And uh, so about a week after staying and she's supposed to be looking for a job and so on, uh, Shane's like, you've got to get rid of her. I was trying to have... I was trying to do something in the middle of the day in our apartment. She wasn't giving us any money for staying there. She was upset with him because he was making so much noise she couldn't have a nap. <laughs> and so we kind of lost park. touch. It was great. She went and stayed with somebody else for an extended period of time. And I just was able to kind of lose contact with her, except for she would cold call me at work all the time. Ooh. So she would just show up at work. Because when you work in a restaurant and you work in a store, you have no control over and you legally, like I now know from this experience, you legally can't just refuse service. What? Yeah. Like it has to be documented and there I has to be. I hope Johnny Zachariah doesn't find out. <laughs> and, uh, so she'd just show up at work and it'd be really uncomfortable. And I just didn't want to be her friend. And, you know, an adult person would say, I don't want to be your friend. Mm-hmm. Like, leave me alone. And it came to that when she called me one day. She's like, hey, I, uh, <laughs> I was moving back to... I don't know what was going on, but she wanted me to help move furniture across the city, f- across the country for her. What? It's just something weird happened. I was like, you know what? I don't want to be your friend. Uh, my boyfriend and I were breaking up and things were just like a shit show. Of just aw- It was just an awful breakup. And she's like calling and asking me to do something for her. And we're not even friends. Um, and I was like, don't ever call me again. Like, I don't like you. I don't want to be your friend. Leave me alone. So she starts showing up at my other place of work. And I'm like, you expect me to serve you? This is a new job. And she's like, she realizes I work there. And I'm like, I'm not serving you. Like, you're fucking weird. (laughs) And uh, then one day I wasn't there and she came in and the owner, my friend Tanya, she told my friend Tanya that I refused to serve her and personal details about my life and that I should be fired. Um, at that time, I was also being stalked by my ex-boyfriend's new girlfriend. Double stalked? Double stalked. <gasps> and uh, I didn't know for sure until like maybe two years ago that it was for sure this woman that was stalking me. But breaking into my emails, uh, doing really crazy things, and like just I had no sense of safety. So I had this woman that wanted to get me fired from the job that was keeping me in school. Uh, this other woman who was stalking me it was like i was in therapy for it i had to take ativan because of these two women and it made me like a, even more of an introvert than i am now like yeah. just that sort of like you can't get away from people if they want to find you when you work in a restaurant or you work in retail like they can just oh, that's the show theme up. of this episode it's like psychological damage episode. Yeah. 
This is a single white female. <laughs> I, yeah, I remember crying so hard to think like, why, how, like it was like punishment for being assertive and saying what I should have said like, you know, five years before. But that's good that you said it. Like I was proud of you when you said. Yeah, she saw me. The last time I saw her was actually on the store on Granville Island. She came in and she, I was like, oh, what did the police say to do? This was like five years after this happened. I was like, what did the police tell me to do if I see her again? And the police were like, just serve her just serve her and if you don't engage with her on a personal level and if it, anything escalates then you can press charges hmm. but you still had to have her in this st- i still had to have her in the store and when she realized it was me because we were both very different looking like over the years we had changed quite a bit mm-hmm. she just got more and more hostile because i was not engaging and i was like fuck Yikes. did it work did she like get bored and leave or did i think that she she bought something and left but I had to tell the staff, like, if a person that fits this description comes back, like, I'm just leaving. Yeah. Like, I can't do this. I'm just too terrible at stuff like that. I'm just terrible at it. And, yeah. Well, also, if you hadn't confronted her, though, it would have just probably gotten worse, right? It would yeah. have just gone on forever. You'd it was going on forever. With her. <laughs> yeah, totally. How does single white female end? Not well. Not well. <laughs> Not well at all. But, um. I've never seen it. That seems too <sighs> scary. We should all watch it together. <laughs> Just no, cry. I'm kind of scared of you. It's a really good movie. We might be like all running for the bathroom at the same time. <laughs> yeah, no. because of community diarrhea. I think that's not a real thing. No. It's, like, it's diarrhea community. We yeah. have it backwards. Yeah. Maybe. Are you guys on the message board? Yeah. <laughs> it's a really tight knit diarrhea community. Yeah. yeah. Are you on the tightly uh, knit? The Reddit diary. <laughs> I stopped going on Reddit because I didn't realize it had that whole component of like being super racist and weird. I've never gone on Reddit. I don't really get how to do it. Apparently, it seems it's like a lot of too much it's, stuff. It's like, yeah, it's too many. Actually, for many Shindig, cooks. that's where I get all my jokes for beer. Oh. We do CITR does Battle of the Bands every fall if you've got a band you oh, yeah, should go of- in it we need some bands for it it's really fun you can win recording time and stuff uh it's called shindig and um there's jokes for beer and you could tell jokes that you get a free beer i've never Ooh. looked up a joke for that i've yeah. only it's hard to look up jokes on the internet let me tell you yeah i just look for either star trek next generation jokes <laughs> or one line jokes because I can't really tell very long jokes i get distracted i've only told one joke for a joke for beer and I made it up that day. But it was good. <laughs> it wasn't good. It was right around Halloween. So. Spectacular. It was really clunky. <laughs> like, I am not a comedian. Look it out. Come on. What did the ghost parent <laughs> say to their demon spawn? <sighs> I don't know what. You're making a spooktacle. <laughs> That's it. It's, it's like, really good. Yeah, it's the same, like, spooktacular. It's what kind of pants part. does a ghost wear? Scaraway pants. <laughs> no? That's really good. Boot cut. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. There's more. I can't remember them, though. Oh. There's like four more. That's pretty good. My favorite joke when I was a kid was, why did the golfer wear two pairs of pants? <laughs> why? In case you got a hole in one. Oh. oh I thought it was good. That's so funny. No, that's great. Mm-hmm. I would tell everyone I met. In an elevator, I would tell every person individually yeah anyway in the same elevator yeah my favorite joke if you want to hear it yes uh i'm not like a comedian or anything i know you guys have some actual comedian guests but uh um i do like star trek next generation um so the joke is um how many ears does captain jean-luc picard have how many three the left ear the right ear and the final front ear. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right? I didn't see it coming. That is good. Yeah, yeah. I like that. <laughs> Anything TNG. I just love immediately. Mm-hmm. Me too. I did a Star Trek Next Generation murder mystery I party you- okay. one time. That wasn't Who actually. Were you? I was Deanna Troy. <gasps> I went out and I bought a whole outfit to be her. I went to American Apparel and bought a floor length purple full skirt and then a purple bodysuit <laughs> together and it was like an asymmetrical uh oh perfect yeah and then i 
back home my hair and curled it and made it huge and did <laughs> crazy Deanna Troy makeup. And everyone, everyone was like, you look really good. You should just dress like that. And I was like, thanks, guy. <laughs> That's because everybody has like a Deanna Troy fantasy. Yeah. Well, she's super gorgeous and lovely. I feel like Star Trek Next Generation had too much of like an impact on me at like a everyone's sexuality sexually <laughs> yeah. developing adolescent time my mom was like a huge trekkie and got mm, me, me it was my it. dad we would watch it together and it was it was great there's an episode where dr crusher and deanna troy are wearing like exercise outfits oh yeah and they're like <laughs> the fucking highest cut yeah g-string <laughs> leotards yeah they're, they're outrageous they're oh my facing gosh. each other and they're both sort of doing the splits but their feet are together and then yeah, they're holding intense. hands and they're like oh yeah they're pulling each pulling, other pushing and pulling each other <laughs> and i have several male friends who are like that's the first time i felt sexual feelings in my life <laughs> oh my gosh i feel like my sexual ideal is a person that is all of the crew of the mm-hmm. season one of the enterprise i feel like little th- all that rolled into one a lot of tashi actually <laughs> When her and Data do it, it's <laughs> just Spoiler me. alert! Oh my god, like I want out one. of this podcast I'm so sorry. bad. Oh, I'm no. sorry, Alicia. I have some self-help questions. Oh yeah, Should let's we do, do that? that. What's that? It's Alicia's self-help corner. There's a really great song that <laughs> oh, I we came up with and we song. sang. Alicia's self-help corner. Send in your questions. Don't take this advice. Okay, this is Alicia's self-help corner. Don't necessarily follow my advice. Um, thank you so much for writing on Twitter. Uh, you can also contact us through our retail nightmares. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with me? Uh. Facebook page. Facebook page. Thank you. <laughs> I just learned the term verbal pause. And I was like, does that mean someone makes noise when they're making a pause? And my boss is like, yeah. And I'm like, uh. <laughs> it's like the diarrhea. Yeah. yeah. So from uh, Patrick on uh, Twitter, um, I'm recently unemployed. Any tips for not getting too depressed or stressed out during this time? Okay. Well, it, uh, I'm really sorry that you are recently unemployed. That's very shocking and stressful. And I'm sure that uh, something great is coming up for you, something even better than the last thing you were doing. Um, but during this time, I think every day you should go for a walk. And do something nice for yourself. Or if you don't walk, you go for a run. And that kind of helps keep your serotonin going and your body working and your mood elevated. And do something social, even if it's inexpensive, like going out for coffee or going out for a beer. Um, and also definitely judge people with jobs as harshly as possible. And <laughs> be like, mm, you guys suck. I got all this free time. Because before you know it, you will have a job and all of the free time that you have now where maybe you're experiencing a little bit more creativity, but also being super stressed will be gone. And I hope you find a job soon. Soon. Okay, bye. Also, you could just be friends with artists and musicians because none of them have jobs most of the time. Yeah, it's true. You could like do some projects, though. Right? Get some, like, projects done. Yeah, like macrame. Yeah, like macrame. Like, redo the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. Just, I think it's important to see sunlight every day. That's true. And then there's this one. Uh, it's from Alex. Uh, and uh, he said, Alicia Tobin, what should I do if I recognize you in public and want to tell you that you're cool but don't want to seem like a big weirdo? Um, don't go to a place of work. <laughs> yeah, don't show up where I work. Uh, I'm a bit skittish, um, but uh, I guess if you're not a big weirdo, you could just say hi, and then that would be okay. I am uh, not. Uh, <laughs> we can tell. <laughs> great at stuff. <laughs> the first few times I meet people, I'm shy, but then then I become really opinionated and uh, very silly. So. Yeah, you can just say that. Uh, thank you. That's really kind of you. Um, I am also a big weirdo, though, so I probably will be fine with it. <laughs> I just met her, and I'm a huge fan, and it's fine. It's going fine. I yeah. Think. I showed you my my swollen ankle from yeah. being stung by a wasp. Show me your wasp sting. Yep. Uh, should we do Pupo of the Week? Of course. <laughs> We're talking about cute animals anyway, so we might as well get to Are the Are bees puppos. that cute? 
Oh, oh, they're so important. Have you ever held a bee? I've only been stung by wasps in the past. Like a big fuzzy bumblebee? They're gorgeous. Who's your puppo? Oh, no. The puppo pressure is like immense. Yeah. Too many puppos? So many puppos. I got a real sweet puppo at home named Patterny, but she's, you know, just my day to day puppo. And I think I was back home at, um, visiting my parents in the Okanagan, sunny Okanagan. Uh, and um, my dad, who has a lovely puppo named Pepe, <laughs> Pepe the puppo, uh, was also babysitting two others. Um, and one of them, my dad was not impressed with due to the fact that it had peed in his house in at least seven locations. Whoa. <laughs> um, Bad Papa. And poor little Papa, his name's Joey. Uh, and he's like some sort of chihuahua cross, like real muddy, small guy. He's like a nice brindly Ooh. brown. That's what you call it, right? Brindle. It's yeah. kind of like... Tiger. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, he was a rescue dog. Um, who had just like been recently adopted by this guy that my dad was friends with. My dad was babysitting it. So like, obviously he's like, you know, a little stressed and like, who, who do I live with? Where do I live? Mm-hmm. Who's, you know, are they going to abandon me again? And like, obviously just had sad puppo issues. And, um, my dad was being so mean to him and like, my dad's a really nice guy, but I just remember as a child being really scared of like mad dad, you know, like mm-hmm. it was like, mm-hmm. Sarah, look, it was like, Say your full you don't name. want that yeah. voice to come out. Um, and, uh, so he was being so mean to him. I was just like, come here, Joey. Like it's, we're okay. And I picked him up and I put him on my lap and he like laid down so softly and gently. Like he wasn't like awkward or like, who are you? Or like, you know, sometimes animals are like poke paws Mm -hmm. and like not Mm -hmm. the most comfortable he was just like oh thank god (laughs) thank you like please the affection and he just put his head down and went to sleep and was like so happy and nice and then my dad was leaving and like calling him and he was like just looked up from my lap like oh do i have to (laughs) this lady finally is like being okay to me and i have to go back to this angry man (laughs) who doesn't want me to pee in my pee locations (laughs) repeatedly which he did repeatedly uh so i think joey is my pup of the week because he just warmed my little heart sounds really sweet (sighs) (laughs) sorry it's an emotional roller coaster ride of a podcast You were at, like, his safe zone. For a second, and then I was like, see, I'm going back to Vancouver. Oh. But he can still hold on to that memory of your nice, soft lap. Oh. Joey. Um, My puppo is also a dog I had a a brief interaction with today. I mean, this week. Who's also a neurotic little rescue guy. His name is Milu. And he's... uh, a puppo that I get to hang out with frequently because he's owned by my friends uh, who live very close to me, Hassan, who took the photo for our our iTunes art of us waving. I want you to look hot. <laughs> oh, thanks. Just uh, a little the content of the show a little bit for you. He's a special guy, but he can never be left alone ever. Yeah, doesn't he eat his like body? He's very yeah. He'll scratch himself until he's raw, and uh, he's. He's just, he's very sweet. We'll look after him quite often because his owners will like to go to shows and... Yeah, like how do you have a dog that you can't ever leave alone? They sometimes take him with them and they'll just leave him in the car with food and water and a blanket. a cone and like a straight jacket. He's all right when he's in the car because he knows that they're coming back. Yeah. Yeah. And he's not ever in there for very long. And sometimes he goes to work with them and he's the great dog and he loves licking people. (laughs) He basically, okay. He looks like uh, snowy from Tintin and his name is Milu. So he's basically the cutest. Uh, He'll, he will lick you up and down until you tell him to stop because and then i looked up because i was actually confused as to why he is such a licky puppo and it turns out it's like a a calming thing for them so it's like his release 
That's not the word I'm looking for. This is sounding dirtier and dirtier. He will lick lick you you up and down. From your head to your toes. End Uh, of podcast. No. Until release. (laughs) It's not a sexual thing. He's a great puppo. Uh, He's a sexy puppo. No. That's it. (laughs) You're all fired. Uh, Me lose my puppo of the week. Good dog. (laughs) (laughs) Who's Um, your puppo? My puppo of the week is my 10-year-old niece. (laughs) And she visited me from Portland this weekend. And uh, she's really into art. But it kind of went too far. Like, I took her to Granville Island to show her Emily Carr. And I was like, you could study here. And then I took her to all the vendors that sell art. And I could see that she's like 10. She's like, uh. But she bought a wallet. Well, I bought the wallet because she didn't have any money because she's 10. But of all the wallets she chose from this handmade wallet booth on Granville Island was this wallet that was yellow with a little white person on it with a red heart over that. So it's like yellow leather, white, and then a little red heart. And I was like, that's a weird, creepy wallet for a kid to want of all the like cool. There's like all different animals and she's really into animals. And when I got into the car with her, she's like, do you know why I chose this wallet? And I was like, nope. She's like, because it looks like a ghost. (laughs) She's cool. Yeah, she's super cool. And I took her to the uh, art store and took her to Baker's Dozen. And she's such a cool kid. And she... She doesn't live in a city. She lives in a suburb. And we walked past a homeless person. And she asked me for money to give to the homeless person. And she met all of my, like, tattooed friends and was like, this is great. And she ate two donuts for no reason. It was so sick. One from Lee's, and it was terrible. But one from (sighs) Cardam's, and it was great. Should we – is there anything you want to plug? Uh, Yes. Yeah, actually, yes. I forgot to mention my other band. Um, I play in a band called Ace Martins with a great guy called Ace Martins. Okay. (laughs) And um, right now the band is just us two, Uh, but sometimes it's different. Uh, And we're playing uh, on the 28th of of August uh, with Late Spring and um, Rinse Stream at 3.03. That's an early show, so we're playing uh, that show, and that's what I wanted to plug. Like, Ace Martin. I like that band. Some more recording. It's a something. good band. Thanks. You're a good drummer. I like it too. It's like pulled me out of like a long stint of not playing music for like two years. Yeah, I'm and glad. I feel excited about music again. That's awesome. great. We've played shows together. We have. Yeah. Two shows, right? Let's do it again. Let's do it again. Let's Why do it not? again. Why not? So you've got your album. You're working on your album. Are you playing any shows? Yeah, we're playing a show on September 24th at the Media Club. Oh, cool. With some guy called Slim Twig. Oh, sweet. I love Slim Twig. I should the most. listen like, to I him might before. be a little bit I love in Slim Twigs. love with him. <laughs> They're good for poking But don't tell birds. his wife, U.S. Girls, who is playing here right around that time actually touring uh, she's playing with peaches at the commodore u.s girls so good both of them i need to listen to all these people oh, yeah. before i play <laughs> you should watch the video for priscilla by slim twig it's like i watch it over and over again wow that's great guys but also my joke about the twig being <laughs> slim and poking dead birds was very also good <laughs> and i would like to plug that joke i'd like you for to give you so a great. second opportunity to laugh at that joke mm. rewind to that part and just if there's a way you can tune out sarah does have a canned laughter and my voice we could add some laughs and we, yeah jay goes through and punches up the podcast <laughs> every there you week go, jay here's the raw footage do something nice with it will ya uh, actually, I'm super disappointed that you didn't do that like baby voice that you do at all this podcast because it is my favorite part of the podcast. The baby voice, yeah. But it, also, I realize that bringing it up is hard because like it's only funny because you do it at the like most perfectest moments, and I lose it every time. I think also that you set a standard of like a very like strong voice when you came in. I was like, oh, I better not talk like a baby. <laughs> no, I love. I am in love with the baby voice. I think it is the best. Alicia's like. I'd like to see it more not having the best day today so oh. like the baby only comes out <laughs> yeah i guess the wasp venom sort of baby don't put baby, baby in a corner is baby I'm is in a corner i think uh yeah the wasp venom put pushes down the baby voice <laughs> it's terrible 
Yeah, I've also been like had like a string of really sad tweets on Twitter, and people are like, "Are you depressed?" And I'm like, it "Doesn't matter. <laughs> They're just funny sad Am tweets." I? That's just what all my tweets are, but I don't have enough followers to be concerned about. Yeah, guys, you got to follow Jessica. Like, I like, I like getting Pebble of the Week tweets, like but I Allie want four nine two eight seven is like, are you okay, Jessica? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't know who you we are. We forgot to cr- talk about Degrassi. Oh, oh we kind of did for a second, but I, I, I was gonna follow up to a statement you said, which was you felt like when you got busted for weed and that it was like an episode of Degrassi, but I don't remember a ton of weed episodes of Degrassi. I, well, I'm only at least they didn't get through to me. Cause. Well, I'm almost done season two of Degrassi Junior High, and I think maybe before the end, there's maybe a pot episode. I know that Ooh. Shane does acid. And then right. he jumps off the bridge. Spoiler alert, Jade. You, we better so <laughs> watch that episode before you edit oh, that. Oh yeah, get on that. Um, but it was great because we were watching. We watched an entire disc of it uh, while we were dog sitting Milu, and we were high. <laughs> and it was like the perfect thing. It was like we're so adults really you now. Didn't learn your lesson. No, we didn't I learn guess. anything from it. But it's so great to watch these people learning their lessons while we're adults. <laughs> I felt like I like learned how to be badass. I was like, oh, I should be like getting sexy with people or like <laughs> drinking at the dance and like. Yeah, I definitely changed in the bathroom. Like oh, Stephanie really? K, like all the way with Stephanie K. Were you style? missing a tooth on the side? Like, <laughs> no, my mother would never let me go around with a tooth missing. I think honestly, never be that cool. By season two, the tooth is back. She doesn't have that hole anymore. So I think she might have just been so young that her tooth hadn't grown in yet. Also, no. not everyone gets all of their teeth. Which is something that what? I, yeah, I definitely you don't necessarily get all of your your adult teeth. Hmm. So you probably have to get an implant or something. It looks natural. Oh, it looks ugly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, not what I thought. <laughs> Next time we have you on, we'll just do a Degrassi episode. Yeah, I'm in. Okay, I just want to plug Degrassi Junior High to everyone who hasn't seen yeah, it. Yeah, it's feel a really good show. Like you would really like Star Trek: Next Generation. If I you think like Degrassi, that I can handle the way that the people look on that show. Oh, I think that I want to lick the way that the people <laughs> look on that show. I quit this podcast. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Thanks so much, Sarah. Yes. Thank you. Bye. 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 <laughs>